So I think we're live. Just double check from all of us. Yeah. So hi all. Welcome to episode 13 of the All About FL podcast or stream. I'm your host Aditya. And as usual, I have my two wonderful co-hosts or panelists, Sankal and Suresh. Well, I think game week 10 was more of a controversial one, right? In terms of VR, West Ham got gifted two handball goals. Liverpool were kind of unfair in terms of clock, what he was saying. And all in here and there. And uh, there was one transfer move of mine which failed miserably and I was a bit pissed, which we'll delve into it later. But uh, yeah, so more or less, we'll look at Game Week 10 very quickly because the next couple of weeks are just going to go past very quickly as we're approaching towards the last phase before the World Cup, before we drop off. So these are going to be our key talking points. As usual, we're going to look at Game Week 10 in brief, look at the trends, the players to target. Captain situations here and there we'll add if needed. Uh, we'll answer your questions and then look at our first team. So, 10 game week 10 results here. Um, Leicester lost, not surprised for the season. Chelsea cruising past, City cruising past, Haaland yet again scoring. Newcastle scoring five goals against Brentford for a bit of surprise. Spurs nicking a win away. Uh, Palace beating Leeds. West Ham again, thanks to VAR, I think they got two goals. Uh, Arsenal proved why they are being consistent this season. Uh, United again scraped past Everton and then the Forest will again goes as a draw. So that's pretty much the boring game because then unless you guys want to should we, should, should we con- congratulate Santalp already, Aditya, for the title? That's too early. If Liverpool managed to get something against City uh, this weekend, I think then we can say it has started, but no, I don't think so yet. No, I'm just manifesting on behalf of Sankar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think the entire World Cup period is what I'll be doing, right? You know, I'll be using that break to, you know, just pray for Arsenal every day. Uh, but good times. So, well, game week 10 was weird one because the most shots even taken is by Bone Mozra and Christie's <laughs> Kamaka, Bowen. Saka scoring a so-called allegedly offside goal by Klopp, and, <laughs> and uh, Foden again. Uh, Foden has been great over the last few weeks, but as usual, you don't know Pep what he's going to do. So those are the numbers here, very very quickly. And then chances created: Mason Mount. Yes, people are talking a lot about him getting him in this week for Luis Diaz and all those potential movements here and there. Foden, Caicedo, Wilson, Hyunminson, and yeah, this gimmick is. 10 didn't go well, right? The numbers itself are showing like uh-huh, it was like more of uh, very, very uh, under the radar players getting returns, more or less, except Erling Haaland. Two underperformers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of choices to make, uh, and uh, for me, the major choice was you know going for 8 million midfielder, 8 to 7 million midfielder, and where should I go? The obvious choice was Foden, right? And thought, thought, thought a lot about it, and then I was like, Forden, Forden or Bowen, Forden or Bowen, and last minute I decided to go Zaha. You know the fixtures are looking great, and uh, we know the result. And the other thing that I did, I had to move out of Stones, who was injured, so I decided to go for Chilwell to make a double Chelsea fullback pair. Completely confident, you know, I'm getting a double clean sheet, and then Potter becomes two cell, right? And both of them get rested. <laughs> No, at least this is fine. If you hear my transfer, what I did for this week, both of you are going to start laughing. The two underperformers here, Bowen Wilson, Bruno Gumeric, uh, scored two goals. And Ashley Young, right, uh, scored a goal. So, that was overperformers, underperformers. And suspension and injury updates. That's the, the key talking point so far. These are the three top players who are on a tight rope. They're one yellow card away from suspension. Obviously, Capital Jesus. James Madison and Diego Dalot. Obviously, the first two are more prominently owned rather than Dalot. And uh, in terms of Gabriel Jesus, he didn't train for Arsenal today before their Europa League fixture. So, as far as Sankalp has given me an update, I think Sankalp could have just gone. Yeah, so Simon Collins is a very well-known you know, uh, uh, reporter from Standard Times and he has now confirmed that Jesus is just rested for today. He's fit. And uh, I think it might be to do with his head injury, but he played after the head injury. So, it's more to do with, uh, you know, him getting rested because he's played a lot. He's not traveling this time and he's being ready for lead. So, I don't think there will be any change there. If you have Jesus, do not panic. Play him, especially this week, looks very attractive. Continue, uh, you know, keeping him. Yes, so that's one relief for me because I still have Gabriel Jesus. 
Luis Diaz is out until more or less December 22 or Jan 23 is when he's going to be back. That's a big hit for me because I had Diaz, and oh, I'm still waiting to use my wild card. So I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do now. So, a lot of flag. Come on. I've I been mean, uh, one of the best things about it is you know we talking about it in detail during the game week eight nine period and I was I I was so much into the game week thirteen wild card while I don't have it myself but I feel so good that <laughs> it feels like game week thirteen are the guys you know looking really really clever now with the wild card attack. You know, in terms of content for also has turned out to be great with Sankal using an early wild card, Suresh going with the crowd. And I kind of decided, well, I'll just give it a go and see what happens. Well, let's see what's going to happen. Nobody knows. So Diaz is out yeah. until at least post World Cup. Trent is, I think, out definitely. We don't know how long. We're not producing a concrete update. The scans and all. I really don't know. Matip is gone for two weeks. And Reece James got injured yesterday. He got subbed off right, I think, before the first half got ended. I think for Chelsea against Milan. And that looks like a kind of. Um, a serious injury, so we don't know how long, but uh, he's so, definitely uh, in Reece James. Uh, I think Reese James posted yesterday, did he? Uh, yeah, he posted saying, Fingers crossed, it's not a bad one. Love for all the messages. So he posted it 18 hours before on Twitter. So, like him, I'm also, you know, fingers crossed. I hope it's not a bad one. And he plays, yeah. So, what people were saying is that he did not leave with crutches. So that is something a positive sign, more or less. But we don't know to what extent he's really out for. That we'll know once Potter gives his pre-match. Uh, so, hey, uh, quick question, Sankal. Uh, going back to the sus- suspension title, right? Uh, with Jesus yeah. being on four LOs. In case if he picks one, uh, you know, this game week against Leeds. What do you suggest for uh, Jesus owners? There is a blank followed by if in case he picks up another LO, he'll be suspended for Southampton as well. So what yeah. would be your advice? I, so I'm okay with you know tem- temporary move out. I think it makes sense. We have couple of weeks is a you know a big thing. If it's one week, you just rest him. But couple of weeks is a fair enough time for you to try out something and come back. Makes sense. I, I am completely you know in support because. Also, if you look at his returns, he's a consistent return and something that I like about him. But at the same time, he's not an explosive guy. right? So, even if that two weeks becomes three weeks, I think it's fair enough time for you to meander somewhere, see if things are working out and then come back. But I would say try and come back because the fixtures are looking good. He's always there in the return side of things. Great goals and misses. So, try and come back soon. But uh, fair enough. Can always experiment. Especially, you know, if someone is there with a wild card. Perfect. Agreed. Yeah. And, and also on top of it, he's on the same price where he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no heavy loss. There's no value tied as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think most of the managers who wildcarded in nine or just before now, they've definitely shipped out Jesus and have Martin Ellis. So they've gotten away. It's just the managers who have still stuck with Jesus from KB1 have him. That's my case, but I am not in a pickle because if he gets suspended, I'll get him off for wildcard. So, one way or the other, things work out, but that's the way you need to manage things out. We'll see how things go. Um, these are the top injury updates. What we've got, Martian, we're not sure on uh, Sunday, he might be back or not. That's one type of call. And that's one too, too risky of a move. Uh, if you're, if you're no, no, no. no. I'm, it's just the update. And then I think Rashford might be rested. Uh, for this Europa League fixture. So that's one. And just want to add, uh, so Varun, who is also there in the chat, he has shared this uh, message with me where Jacob Steinberg, who's a journalist, he has uh, shared this information that good news for Chelsea and England fans, the early signs are Reese James' knee injury isn't serious. So it looks good. If you have him, you know, keep him. Yep. I think yeah, most of the uh, injuries we should some, get some clarity by end of Friday. But uh, some of the major ones, yeah, I think Trent, the likes of Trent and Luizia is probably, it is irrespective of the, uh, you know, uh, injury, the performance is not there. So, uh, yeah, Diaz is a long term injury. Diaz is not for long term, but Trent, yeah, yeah. obviously uh, for the value, we're not fetching anything. Trent, we have been talking about him for the last three weeks. I remember, you know, during that game week eight time period when we told 
uh, when we got this information right he has like two assists over the last 20 matches so nothing to be afraid of you know go my only regret is i went out of trent i didn't go for cancelo i was taking a risk taking a risk but you know that bombed really badly this game we got least <laughs> so i think we're done with these quick updates uh, any any uh, you know in general what is your takeaway post this game week 10 i have one takeaway that i can talk you know what is your takeaway in general mm. so if i have to say i will say you know the return of the 8 million midfielders is a huge takeaway right with sala going down and we having you know some surplus money i w- i'm really looking at uh, something like you know madison bowen uh, foden and saka you know four 8 million guys in the middle or say three of these four at least uh seems a good way of you know putting things out for the next 3 4 weeks right and then see i'm i'm not very convinced with salah move at all now right and uh, even while i was seriously considering kdb i feel now foden is good and a alternative this guy seems to be picking up form so the return of the 8 million you know something that we were discussing in the pre season for a time now it seems that those people are really picking it up so i would really like to have a team which you know just balances it out in the middle and put it put the money up front for say haland kane etc etc but that i the think the take away for for be it game week 10 or for the season is very simple have haland as captain and play around with the 10 other positions you know as simple as Definitely. that that's how the season has become <laughs> for me personally because i have not done that and i got beaten very badly so in a, in a nutshell that's that's a season so far for me okay we we could not do a game week 9 pod i guess we missed out on something then so <laughs> yeah yeah all right okay so on mail yeah uh, some network issue from my end i hope this stream is left is not any other issues there So yeah, yeah. these are no. the transfer trends so far. I mean, some of them are obvious names. Some of them are a bit surprising. Loris is a bit surprising. Trossard uh, is one, uh, and Gianluca Scamacca. People have been talking about him since he joined West Ham in the summer. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of eight million players, what we were discussing before, um, these players are playing well. Some of them are sort of not that consistent. Some of them are giving you know those. Um, all cretons at once and then blanking off so the reason i think we are more or less discussing this is because sala is blanking so if and when that tide is supposed to change and then we need to quickly move back i think that is one issue but i think that is probably we are waiting for the unlimited transfers right till that phase to hit so i think that's why we are more or less in a comfortable boat indefinitely so i feel 5 6 weeks is good period any of these players that have caught your eye who looks like a like a what do you, what do you say bandwagon yeah skamaka for me uh, i'm really looking at him he's a good pro you know proven goal scorer he's a good forward he's a forward forward guy right and especially for people who are there with mitrovic still you know waiting it out to see i see skamaka as a decent alternative uh, i have my money in the three forwards with you know jesus haland and kane currently i'm not looking to go down go out of either one but for for some reason if say kane gets injured the injury becomes serious so far it's okay but if i see somewhere someone or like jesus you know dropping out for two weeks i might experiment with skamaka for a couple of weeks because fixes are good at least for the next two three weeks uh suresh you want to quickly add here or will move on to the outs no the only thing uh, uh, for me is anthony uh, you know though i like him you know a little bit of united bias but uh, the price is the only thing that puts me off he's is tad bit on the expensive side if probably he was on 7 or something he could have been a really nice pick but uh, 7.5 he seems to be the guy you know for, for us to get the goals off late so uh, really good uh, in terms of the positioning that he plays two home games coming up for us Uh, but there there are tricky ones as well newcastle tottenham and chelsea but uh, i think these are the games that the team on the whole has to step up so someone like uh, you know anthony could be a differential yeah uh, uh, sorry before we move out of this segment yeah uh, before we move out of this segment just want to give out a shout give a shout out to surya 
Forrest Trossard, you know, choice, something that we spoke like, I think, four weeks back. He has always been very huge fan of Trossard. And finally, we see that Trossard bandwagon picking up. Yes, that is one good shout. Uh, Trossard is Hazard 2.0, I think, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Anthony, quick words on him. Yeah, I think he's Tenak's favorite player. Favorite boy. He managed yeah. to get him for 100 mil. And if, if if you can get Bowen and Madison, why not Anthony for 7.5? Uh, slightly better side, I would say. I don't want to get too overconfident. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the way you that's the way you approach the game and the way you think. So, I mean, he has scored in three consecutive games. Anyways, look at the transfer out so far. All of the names make pretty much the sense. Like, at least half of them are off injured. Trent is injured. Diaz is injured. Salah is off form. Perisic is getting rotated. Mitrovic also has we have injury doubts. Edison people are probably shifting their funds here and there, it looks like. So that's what is happening. Liverpool um, and blank. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, I don't remember when was the last time when Liverpool players dominated the transfer out, you know, at high numbers, particularly. Diaz, of course, it's to do with the injury and probably trend as well. But uh, it's it's kind of strange as well, you know, to look at these names on the most transferred out page. But yeah, for obvious reasons. Yes. So, I think next we'll move on to the fixtures, what we're going to see in this particular game. We, uh, we start with the Friday night deadline. Again, uh, it's Brentford versus Brighton. Then we have all the next couple of games. Leicester, Paris, Fulham, Bournemouth and all. Uh, obviously, the biggest game arguably is on Sunday night. That's uh, Liverpool against City. And for obvious reasons, we all of us have Haaland and maybe a few of other players, like maybe Kanseo and the other players. But that's going to be a big game for Liverpool because although they're playing Rangers today and we need to see how things are going to go without Diaz, how well they're going to fit in. I think they're probably going to be Jota, Firmino, Nunes and Salah. He's a front line and then without Matip, without Trent. So... I, I don't know, maybe it's Konate and uh, Gomez playing right back and then probably Simikas again. So, we don't know what is going to happen for Liverpool. And this is probably the game if they want to change their momentum. is so-called what somebody asked Klopp, I think, right? Uh, Spark and only got pretty much pissed off. So, <laughs> this is the game for him. <laughs> I think it will be a tighter game that, you know, we are expecting. Uh, you know, knowing Klopp, uh, and he knows that Pep would come in to try and strike, you know, and get Liverpool out of the way completely from title. While he has already said we are out of title race, I think he will try and use this opportunity to, you know, create some sort of comeback. So, I think it, they will be very, very physical. They will try the best to unsettle, you know, City's uh, side with the pressing, etc., etc. Uh, this is perhaps the week where I, you know, uh, will look at a differential captain possibly. Uh, because uh, I feel uh, oh, while <laughs> while the cards are down, I know while the cards are down, and you know everyone is like Haaland, and I know Haaland will score. He'll score one for sure. I just don't think it will be like the United match. I know the United okay. star is who, still. Who, who are you less... looking at? Let, let me probably probably let's just bring that captain. Let me save the captaincy towards the end. Let's see how quickly we change our thoughts as we go. Sure, sure. The Haaland Sorry. one is totally different what happened in game week <laughs> 9. So, I went with Haaland knowing that, you know, whatever may happen. Because last season, I took a big slap when, you know, her, uh, those habits playing Norwich and Salah playing United. And then. That's, uh, learned so, you learned so from that. Yeah, I didn't make the mistake. I was like, just, just go with Haaland. Whatever happens, let it happen. And, <laughs> you know what? That's what happened. <laughs> um, any other games that are important? Spurs Everton won is a good game, but I think that's going to be a very defense-first approach game, to be honest, for me. I don't see that Spurs are going to just run past Everton. No. I think defensively, Everton have improved and that's going to be a tight game as well. Uh, Chelsea, the Villa-Chelsea game might be a good one. A differential shout would be like Mason Mount that people are speaking about a lot now. And uh, what about Obama? Nobody's talking about him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think oh, the, pick, the, the picks are picking up. I saw from Mota, I, I, I'm a bit, uh, you know, worried about <laughs> what's going to happen going forward. So I, I'm still on the wait and watch mode uh, with Chelsea. I though I have these games, but yeah, from an attacking standpoint, still wait and watch. 
I have reached them and chill. Well, I have just no option. I can only pray and hope that you know he starts both. Else, is uh, Neko Williams coming off the bench for me, just like he's coming off the bench for Nottingham now. Uh, but uh, you know, I just want to ask uh, Suresh, right? Uh, what was your thought of the Everton match? Because I didn't see the United Everton match. What do you think of Everton defense? Is it actually that good that you know people are now starting to talk about it? No, yeah. See, uh, even before the games, uh, uh, you know, uh, even before United game, uh, Everton was really solid. Uh, I felt they were, uh, you know, pretty good with with against United as well. Uh, the first half, literally, they were solid. Probably we, we came back a little bit more uh, towards them on the second half. Still, uh, they are they are happy to give away the ball position. You know, they they don't really care about that. But uh, the defense wise, they look really good. I'm I'm looking at uh, considering a defensive option from Everton, you know, sometime down the line for sure. But yeah, definitely uh, the combo is working, Cody and Trokowski. So that's that's really good. Okay, I was really looking forward to this first Everton. I know it may or may not be a high-scoring one, right? But looking at the way United countered, at least I saw the highlights. I think you know there is a possibility, right? Again, I always look for that rebound factor, right? And I think. Spurs are in that place where they would like to rebound, and this might be the match which can catapult. Apart from that, I'm really looking forward to the Leicester and Crystal Palace match. You know, I have two midfielders, Madison Jaha. I want it to be a high-scoring match, like three-two kind. I don't care who scores the hat trick, but of those two people, I want someone to score hat trick and someone to score a brace. That's all. You're expecting a high-scoring <laughs> from those two teams, where one manager's job is on the line and other one just wants a defensive win or something. <laughs> yeah, because both the both the teams are you know conceding big chances like anything. Neither of the teams are defensively solid, so I'm just hoping that they continue to be the same. So I just I don't see. Hype, no, if you hype up this game, this is going to be a one-all draw. <laughs> I am expecting a one-all draw. I am expecting a one-all draw. I expect both teams to score a own goal, and let's see how things turn out. Own goal is too much. Come on. <laughs> Leicester will concede yeah. from a set piece as usual. Like they can't defend. Quick shout out. Oh. So I see uh, comments from Ray. Yeah, um, so Ray is a good friend of uh, ours in the FPL community. Quick shout out to him. Thanks, mate, for joining, and thanks everyone for joining in. Yeah, no stream last week. Yeah, all of us had tight schedule, and then you know there's a quick turnaround. We are going to have very very quick turnaround deadlines over the next few weeks, so we'll just we'll manage to fit in streams here and there. Yeah. Uh, that's in terms of game week 11 fixtures. I mean Leeds Arsenal. Uh, I on on paper it is a tough game because you're playing away, and Leeds are known to be in a hostile crowd. And which uh, paper? Uh, that is now because Arsenal is trying to win, right? So uh, Sankar is. No, no. Traditionally, Arsenal leads is a match. Actually, we do well uh, away, right? Uh, I don't know how well. Uh, again, yeah, I'm expecting. Game. I'm looking forward to that game. To be honest, you know, there, there could be a lot of goals. I, I and it's a game yeah, where Martinelli has been doing doing well the last couple of times we have been there. Martinelli has been doing really well. So I hope we continue that uh, you know uh, thing. But on paper, I would say it's on our favor. <laughs> Very good. There are they are title serious title contenders. So, you know he has every right to brag now. Unless uh, for us things are very different. See, probably these are the key fixtures we have covered. Uh, we're not sure about Wolves and Forest. I don't know whether they are going to appoint Lotiki in some time. I don't know what exactly is going on with Wolves. Whether they're going to do that or they're going to get somebody else. And obviously, United against Newcastle this one game, uh, Southampton West Ham again. That's a open game. Just I think probably West Ham may nick it at the end. So uh, let us uh, look at some comments here and then because next we'll go on to players to target. So also we will pick out some of the comments which uh, blend a bit. So we're going to pick up the first comment here. That's about. Uh, so he has a Madison, Rashford, Martinelli, Zaha, and Foden. Should I move for Trossard this week or wait? And who would you take out of these two? But then we'll ask this question. Yeah, uh, I think all of them have good fixtures this week. Exactly. Even Foden, Foden, uh, I feel it's a good fixture for Foden as well because you know you'll be uh, attacking the side where Liverpool are not looking that good. So I, I won't take anyone out. I would save the transfer this week, perhaps, and you know use it in the blank, and then maybe do something. 
Exactly. I, I completely concur with that. And, and Madison is also with four laws. That will be a good thing to hold on to see if he picks up that. Yeah, and he, you might not be you might be short of a player for twelve, so you can make a move uh, next week as well. Next. Yes. Uh, so this is the first player to target that is Suresh's pick, Petson Daka. And there is one small stat which I read: Leicester haven't lost to Paris in their last six games meetings. Some companies are already getting that's, excited for a... <laughs> yeah, that's a good good thing. So, I mean, for me, when I was looking at Dhaka, so uh, he's still uh, a risk for, uh, you know, minutes in terms of starts. So, he's been, you know, getting starts here and there or coming off the bench and stuff. But he has consistently got minutes in the last four game weeks at least. And if you look at the uh, budget uh, strikers category, let's suppose, say, if Mitrovic is out for this week as well or let's say, for an uh, extended period of time. I believe Patterson uh, Daka uh, could be a great option. The consistency in terms of, uh, you know, sub-7 million or 7.5 million strikers, he's throwing up some good numbers over there. If you take the minutes per goal, uh, 90 minutes uh, per goal, uh, 29 minutes per shot, and there are nine uh, goal attempts, and, uh, you know, he scored three goals in the last four game weeks. Of course, the, the conversion rate is quite a bit high, uh, somewhere around 33% or so. So that's not going to sustain in the long run. But for that value of 5.7, if you ask me, he has three amazing fixtures uh, this week with Palace, then uh, Leeds, and probably Wolves, uh, I believe, away game. So uh, I think it's a pretty decent uh, shout if you ask me, if you want to pursue on someone cheaper, uh, probably hold on till that uh, World Cup break. I think Dhaka could be a great option. And uh, Leicester are still uh, trusting on their attack, you know, on the overall aspect. The defense is still a bit uh, complicated, I should say. So they're trying to win games by scoring more goals yeah, because they know that they're going to concede uh, a lot more than that. So, yeah, that, that is my reasoning why I, uh, you know, chose Dhaka as an option. Uh, could be a perfect uh, replacement for Metro in case if he's uh, out. Yeah, so quickly, Suresh, we've got someone from the audience also pointing out from the chat that your video feed is lagging a bit. I think it's the same from my end. Even I can see there's no sync of audio and video, so if you can just quickly oh, okay. drop off and drop off. I believe Meanwhile, we'll, meanwhile we will carry on the conversation. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to pin in the next question, meanwhile. Uh, I think there's a background noise from where I don't know. We are good. Yeah. So, wait one second. I think there's some disturbance going on behind. Yeah, there is some bit of music going on. Yeah. I don't have anything opened. Okay. No, I don't hear that. It's a bit weird. Oh, it's coming back once again. Yeah. Guys, just give us one second. Those are watching this. We're having some audio disturbance going on. I think that's gone now. There's no. <laughs> I think Sankal Pets over here and there's some. Yeah. I have no idea from where it is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. Out from your <laughs> That's why yeah. let's carry on. I think it stopped now, I believe. Because Sankalp is on mute, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Check out your other tabs, Sankal. <laughs> is it coming Shankar? back again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, let me just check out my tabs. I'll mute myself for the time. Okay. We will, no, we will no pick out the next question. Hopefully, Suresh's internet has helped us a bit. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> it's stable. Let's see. Let's go ahead. No, it is lagging again. <laughs> there is a sync lag going on. <laughs> Anyways, so I'll pick the next question, which is up there. Is Trippier the obvious replacement for Trent, or has the Trippier boat sailed? Ooh. No, no. Trippier boat has never sailed. You can still get on board. Trippier, I think, you know, uh, I, I would put him, uh, you know, one one above uh, even Haaland. 
he's that he's delivering consistent returns for the value that he has uh, you know we, we have got him for so trippier is truly an amazing value you can still you know go ahead and purchase uh, trippier you can hold on uh, i i think united are still leaky so we might consider gold and uh, it could come off a set piece as well because we are we so poor <laughs> defending set pieces still so uh, there's a good chance that uh, he comes out with an assist or a goal so trippier board has not saved keep trip i mean jump on trippier he for me is the best uh, 5 million guy which we bought in the you know first game week for me and uh, the only regret is that i benched him you know first one game i think the city game or something like that and he still gave us points and then i realized okay this is a guy who is giving us points there's no point benching him uh, i will just go with him if you have not got him i think selling trent and getting him is the best best way you can uh, spend that money definitely in game week 1 i went dinio or trippier and i felt i feel like slapping myself but then i managed to get trippier back in at some time but yeah this you know the coin toss moves are always the one that hurts towards the end when you realize it didn't go your way anyways we look at the next player to pick that is sankal diego costa this is a bit surprising one one pointer i guess <laughs> no so take, take so, that uh, one pointer as well away <laughs> with an yellow card <laughs> So uh, we are looking at, I think, possible Mitrovic replacements, right? And that's the reason I'm, uh, you know, looking at it again. These are differential options that you can consider, right? If you ask me, the player that to target this week might be someone like Madison, Jaha, you know, those kind of guys. But if you're looking for a differential option and if you're trying to fill a hole, right? I, I think Mitrovic is the most obvious hole in a lot of people's, especially the game week eight, nine wildcarders, you know, teams. Uh, so I think Diego Costa is worth, you know, giving it a shot. Uh, especially against Nottingham Forest, who are just not looking, you know, good at their defense. He's a guy who normally, you know, uh, looks to bully defenders who are not physically very strong. And Nottingham Forest at the back, you know, I just don't see any leaders out there who can stop someone like him. He's not done anything so far, so this is just pure eye test vibes. I think Chelsea, he looked decent, but the match before where he played for the first time, I think he, he looked good. He he doesn't look unfit. He doesn't look, you know, someone. And I saw him in Atletico Madrid, you know, towards the final time. I thought he's just gone. But now that I'm seeing him, he looks really, really fit. So if you're looking for a punt, I feel just like you know, Patterson Dakar, right? But I do know that Dakar uh, plays for a better attacking team. At least Leicester creates chances, and Wolves might not create as much. But at the same time, you know, Costa will hog the bonus points if he scores. Daka might not, right? So that's the advantage of going with someone like uh, you know Diego Costa, and you know he's a proven goal scorer. If he picks up a form, he picks up a form. Just a disclaimer: we are not talking about the obvious players. We don't want to talk about Haaland, Ford, and again the same names. We're going with different players, maybe purely punts, because uh, obviously there's no point talking about the same players. So if you want, you can pick these players, or else you know just keep them in mind in your thinking. Just don't want to talk the same set of players again. That's why we're going a bit different here, in terms of the player selections. So um, I'll go on to the next pick. Unless Suresh wants to add something. No, no, I'm fine. Uh, I think uh, worth considering. You know, uh, given the reputation that he has and uh, the goal goal scoring credibility. But yeah, worth worth considering for a couple of picks. Okay, the next slide is my player to pick. Why <laughs> did my phone buzz? And it is none other than Cristiano Ronaldo. So come on. Not... So he's priced ten point two. Ownership is two point five. He's playing Newcastle last time, last season. Vibes. He scored a brace against them. That was his return game. And uh, I think that goal against Everton probably ended his goal drought. That's why he was so uh, thankful. <laughs> Finally, the goal came from somewhere. And uh, I don't know whether he's going to play in the Europa League against Omonia. So I don't know whether he's going to play or he's going to get rested because Marshall is, I think, probably will get rested again unless he's fully back. He's not going to play. So and even Sancho has not been. So if he plays in Europa, then I think Rashford comes in as a forward again, right, for Newcastle. Yeah, I, I expect the same as well. I I, I think, expect him to I start think Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think United is going to play strong front line against Tomori. To be honest, I 
they lose them. Totally wrong. They won't come on. It's a home game. They're not going to lose. They're not so you know stupid. So I think uh, it might be like Pelistri, Ilanga, and some Anthony when play end up ending up getting a chance again. So I don't know, or maybe Ronaldo and Rashford. Rashford is no, definitely. But at the same time, you know, uh, if you if you watch the press conference of Tenag, he was stressing upon the importance of you know uh, securing the plays in the group stages and how he wants to uh, you know finish on the top. So I think he won't take any chances. Uh, of course, that's uh, you know it, it's it's a very relatively smaller club. No offense, but I think he would still go ahead with a decent team. Yeah, he will. He will go with a decent team. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be like complete kids playing up front and all, but it will have the balance of your experienced players and the regular starters. So there is a fair chance Ronaldo might play for a few minutes or maybe a half or so, and then if they kind of that, let's see what happens. But this is my play to target. There are more players. I mean, I don't want to. There are more two players. I might say Mason Mount is one, and Darwin Nunes. I might say another player, but he's getting offset a lot, so he's getting caught offside. So I don't know. But different players again here and there to pick. And, I think yeah. what uh, works for your favor is uh, uh, United. You know, Ronaldo is being used very wisely by Ten Hag, right? So the fact that he has placed for played for sixty odd minutes for against in the Everton match helps you. You know, maybe he gets rested for the Europa match and comes in, right? Right. But what goes against is this. Uh, this Newcastle team is completely different. Different coach, different goalkeeper. You know, then you had a debut, and you know, young goalkeeper came and scoffed two chances for United for Ronaldo to score. Right. So you have Nick Pope, who is a really strong goalkeeper, but worth us out. Right. It depends on where where you are moving out. For if you, for example, if you are moving out of Kane, and we suddenly get this news that Kane might not be fit for the weekend match, I think it's a very good shout, and you know, something that you can. Worth having fun with. I had a lot of fun with Ronaldo last season, so I have fond memories. But I'm still a bit worried of you know when to jump. I am not yeah. sure whether this is the right time. These are just points. Just see the midweek fixture and see how things go, and then take a call with all the injury updates. So again, it's Friday evening. It's going to be a lot of interscatter here and there, depending on the news and all, because we have midweek Premier League fixtures also. So I don't know how managers are going to take into account of that and you know place their teams. So that's one thing. Next, look at the chat. Pick up next couple of questions. So, Ray says that he's considering bringing in Darwin game week twelve. But which combo would you prefer with Darwin Zaha Kane or Son Mitrovic? Yeah, I think Son Mitrovic. Okay. Sankalp is on it. I I am more with the Zaha Kane thing because I feel. Kane seems to be delivering a bit more consistently. Son is still fifty-fifty. He's looking good, but he's not scoring kind of thing. One one game hat trick, but up, apart from that, not really there, right? And Zaha seems a better fit also. Uh, right? Again, I'm I'm normally a very biased guy against Zaha. I just don't like him as a pick. Very difficult to you know predict his returns. He's just a guy you can keep and hope. You know he returns in ten weeks. You know that he'll give you returns in some five weeks, but you never know when those weeks will come, right? So short term point we don't know, but of a long term point, I think Kane and Zaha look a bit more balanced to me with Nunes. Yes, and both are also penalty takers, so that Correct. is one more thing. Depending on VAR, if it works well, you get a penalty. So that is one thing. And <laughs> another question. Uh, Joe Gomez from Liverpool after game week eleven will not go Liverpool defence. <laughs> Uncle has made his made up his mind. He will not get any Liverpool player at all. No, I'm okay with the player, but uh, I just don't think the defence looks as settled, right? When it comes yeah. to defence, look for settled defences, and you know that's where you go, right? I think Klopp will take some time before that defense gets settled, and I think his priority also will be attack because Liverpool are failing a lot on the attack side. So that's where his focus will be. So if you're going there, go and punt on the attack side. For example, Nunes, Jota, these are credible players who score and give you points. But defense, I feel it's a bit early. I'll see for another two three weeks. Mm. Yes, the defense. I think it's stay away. We need to see once they get back their solidity back. Probably then we can start getting their defensive assets. We'll go. I think we'll probably switch on to Q and A segment because I think we're done with our players to target, anyways. And we'll just keep on answering questions 
So let me get up the next question. That was, I think, a Reese James replacement. So is that Dunk or Minx? Uh, I think if Reese James is fit, I, I would better suggest to hold on. No, uh, there is no hurry to sell Reese James on. Uh, if he is not fit, then probably you can consider you know, someone like a Dunk. That's that's the only option that you have. Dunk versus a Minx, I, I would pick Dunk any day. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, better. Brighton have played well right this season, so basically, and even the new coach also seems to look very well. I mean, the style of play is pretty much similar, and they're very clear what they want to do. And obviously, Doug yeah, is the most yeah. sensible thing. because Gerard, we don't know what's going to happen. Whether he's going to keep his job, or lose his <laughs> job. that is one thing. And then uh, that's why I think that's Dunk is obviously a better pick. There's no doubt. So there's another question it? as well. Uh, I think for TA replacement, yes. Trent replacement. Uh, Okay, let's see. He was going to bank the transfer. If you don't have, uh, you say, okay, uh, you also already have Trippier, James. Okay. Uh, let me quickly check uh, the Everton fixture. I think Everton's defense would be an alternative, if you ask me. So Everton's. Suresh, we just yeah. Uh, I I can also we can also look at someone like Kukarela, right? If you feel that yeah, Chilwell is getting you know bench, or even if he if Chilwell plays, I think Kukarela when he's fit, he will take you take that LCB spot, right? So uh, if you're really looking at someone, I would trust someone like you know Kukarela for a couple of weeks before you can move that money to a cancel in case you don't have cancel because the name canceled is not there. So play Kukurela for a couple of weeks and then move to someone like Cancelo. Keep that money with you. Yeah, well, the only reason that puts me off with Cancelo is probably a tricky game this week and a blank. So that's yeah, the only so uh, Keep Kukurela for a couple of weeks. Keep Kukurela for a couple of weeks and then move to Cancelo after the blank. Yeah, yeah, that could be an option. Or if you want to downgrade and spend that money elsewhere on a midfield or something, I would still suggest Everton's defense. Uh, this game week could be a little tricky with Tottenham, but uh, you can hold on to a defender if you get them, uh, uh, you know, until the break of game week sixteen. You know, they they have relatively good good set of fixtures. Yes, I think I'm pretty much uh, like the Kukurella pick. Uh, because it's all you get a Chelsea cover, and uh, we're not sure about Reese James' fitness. We need to wait and see what happens. So, might as well swap James out if he's out for maybe a couple of weeks or so. But again, yeah, again, we need to wait on the presses and see what info we get more. Uh, we'll take a few questions that are up on the screen. Uh, that's, uh, is Firmino a good option? Uh, Firmino would be a, a wild punt if you ask me. To be honest, he he has this uh, you know thing that he scores against the bigger teams, uh, you know, and he works similarly like uh, how Jesus was working, uh, you know, in the past seasons. He has this sweet purple patches, you know, once in a while. So he tends to score in that uh, you know a bunch of games and stuff. So I think it's not a bad shout, but again, it depends on whom you replace with, uh, uh, you know, whom you're getting for Mino for. But yeah, definitely worth a shot. Uh, I like Firmino as a pick, but he's a risky point, right? If I'm going there, I might go definitely. to Jota instead. Because Jota is going to take that left, uh, you know, for wing back position, left wing position instead of Diaz now. That he's uh, the best fit guy and he's also on form. While Firmino is slightly better in form, I think. Uh, Jota gives you that security at least for some time, right? So, fixtures are there. After City, I think uh, Liverpool have good fixtures and going one forward makes sense. Uh, Firmino is slightly riskier. Jota is your slightly safer pick. But Firmino might have a bigger upside. You know. he, he seems the best guy in form at least for Liverpool as of things now. 
Yeah, because we have even Fabio Carvalho in the picture now. So we don't know if Klopp suddenly all of a sudden decides to, you know, give Firmino rest and then, you know, play Jota and then Nunes. I think mm-hmm. Nunes has yeah, that, that's very much possible as well. Yeah, and, and there's the other tri- tricky part that uh, since you guys spoke about, uh, you know, the options that they have, uh, Klopp might want to play a more younger guy, you know, centrally uh, into... Uh, do the all the all the uh, running and all all the work that he wants to get out of the younger guys than Fabinho. So I think that that's also a possibility. Yes, um, Madison on risk. Yes, Madison is on for yellows, one away from suspension. Gabriel Jesus or Firmino? A lot of love for Roberto Firmino. <laughs> I see many repetitive questions here. The recency. I bias, think that's again. That's, that's okay. I think there's some noise again from some girlfriend. I think we are getting some <laughs> music. It's gone off mute. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm just carrying through some questions here and there. Um, Martinelli or Saka? I think it's Martinelli just because of the price. Uh, extra Martinelli, yeah. Easy, easy yeah. option. I still regret selling him on my wildcard, but yeah, Martinelli. Easy. It's not bad, Suresh. In and I'm going to tell it out. In game week ten, I sold Martinelli for Rashford. I didn't. Just two weeks. Very simple. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you. It, it is. It is bad that I sold Martinelli in my wild card. I'll tell you whom I got, and then you'll realize that I made a bigger mistake than you. I sold Martinelli for Sinistera. He he got suspended. I sold Sinistera for Rashford. His goal was cancelled. You know, and Martinelli is enjoying his run still. So you're far better off. <laughs> but you know, my 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 hunch was almost perfect because again VAR ruled out Rashford's goal. So if they can, the, the issue with VAR is that if they call that as handball, then Liverpool should have got a pen. If they get the soft soft handball and all those things into picture where they're not able to maintain consistency. Then we are going to have issues here and there. So, which handball are we talking about? Uh, here we go. <laughs> so, so the Gabriel one, I was actually a deflection of his chest. So the video came out. It uh, hit his chest and then went to his hand. That's why it was not given. The player also uh, showed it to the referee. So when I was looking at what, it initially, what, what thought was Rashford that the best. Rashford, Rashford had the ball hit his stomach. Or probably his abdomen went on to his chest, went on to his chin. Uh, still yeah. I, I, it makes no sense. Uh, if you look at you know most of the decisions since last season, they made this change in rule where they said the rule very specifically now says that if if the ball gets deflected from any part of your body to your hand, it's not a penalty to be given. Okay. It does not speak about obviously whether it's a goal to be given or not, but from a penalty point of view, it very clearly the rule very clearly suggests that it will not be a penalty. I, I saw the Rashford uh, thing and I was like, this makes no sense because if for penalty you are uh, for you know following one approach and saying the defender does not give a penalty, the same should go for the forward as well while scoring. Right? Uh, consistency obviously is a big problem here, but uh, as the rule is very clear there that if you if it's a deflection, it's not a penalty. Then I, I, that's where I, we got saved at least. I think our next episode will keep a ref watch segment because I don't know all of them. Sankar has turned to become a referee. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the, uh, Antonio's goal was a bit uh, you know surprising the way. I had I had two two images or two videos running parallel. One was Antonio, one was Rashford's. I was laughing to myself. What what on earth are we doing? Okay, uh, enough of banter. Yeah, it's more. We'll go to the next question. Yeah, should I do Trent KDB to Gwehi Kukurela, uh, Gwehi or Kukurela and Son Zaha Sterling for a minus four? Uh, Okay. I won't do minus four. Uh, you know, let KDB face Liverpool. He is yeah, normally is getting involved. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, move yeah. out of Trent. Just move out Trent, of Trent. Yeah, and... That should be that should do. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Kukurella might be better. 
So that's not the obvious option at this point what we have. Um, which player from Everton in defense? Uh, I would suggest go for any of the center backs, Cody or Trokoski. You know, uh, why not Michelinko? I I like Michelinko. Uh, you know, I, I was about to come there. You know, not not a very big fan of uh, their wing backs. You know, it's not that uh, they're going to throw in crosses and you know uh, create chances more often. Uh, from a uh, you know nailed on minutes perspective, I would still safely pick Cody or Trokoski and sit tight with that. Miklampo, yeah, definitely uh, uh, an alternate to that. I think uh, one of these three, I, I wouldn't go uh, Coleman because anytime uh, Patterson comes back, probably uh, he's going to take that position back. So I think one of these three should do good. I'm going to look at uh, the screen if we have missed out any good questions rather than the repetitive ones. Uh, is Trossard good to go for this game week? Yeah, why not? He is he's on a good uh, good run of form. Brentford, uh, we, we saw the number of defensive mistakes that they made against Newcastle. They literally gifted three goals. I don't know if in my recent memory has any team gifted these many goals in a single game. But Trussard is on a good form. Uh, of course, his conversion rate is quite high. That is tend to drop, I would, I would assume. But uh, still, still a very good option. Okay, the next question I'm going to pin up is almost a dilemma for most of us. That is, is it better to try save a transfer game week 13 to maximize picking City and Arsenal assets rather than spending transfers in game week 12? 100%. Logically, yes. Uh, logically, yeah, completely, yes. Sorry, but the only thing is, how many players do you have, right? Uh, for example, someone like me, I have four players. What I'm doing is, I'm now, I'm actually moving out of one more player of City this week. So I have only three players and I'm looking at benching them next week. That's my plan here now, right? If you are able to do something similar, you know, move out one player this week, save a transfer next week and... You know, then move to all the city players, city Arsenal players the week after. That makes sense. That's what I'm trying to do. But if you are someone with four or five players, right, it's not sustainable. You cannot move, uh, you know, bench five players or, you know, play with nine players. Right? So you will have to save, move out of, uh, you know, city or Arsenal players for one week or two weeks right? and then come back. So you'll have to take that hit. So that is the thing. I think plan ahead and try and get some out this week as well. City is playing Liverpool. Makes sense to move out of city. Maybe, and that's the point. Or maybe you know you feel that Arsenal leads might be tighter than it normally is. But whatever you're doing, either do it this week or do it in game week. Don't do it the next weekend. Yes, I think Sankar is pretty much addressed. There is one question on the screen which says that I have five players that blank in game week twelve. Any plans? This week. Whatever you want to do, do it this week. <laughs> Make it three and then, you know, just uh, ride out game week 12, right? You can always come back again game week 13. But those two players have to be someone who will give you good points over this week and next week. So pick up players who are who have good fixtures over these two game weeks. There was one question up here. Doherty for a two-week punt. Wildcard in game week 13. Sorry, come again. What is the question? Uh, is Doherty a good punt for two weeks? Oh, Doherty. Uh, I'm not quite sure, man. To be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk at that level. I would say for this week, it is a good shout. Because... Everton game is a tight one. You may end up sneaking a clean sheet. So that's the only thing I would say. Next uh, the next game they play is against United. So we don't know how it's going to go. So at least against Everton, you have a decent chance of a clean sheet. Uh, let's look at uh, any other questions that we have. I think I've covered everything up. Let's quickly discuss on captaincy for the next two or minutes and then wrap up. So captaincy, captaincy. Who is the best option? Everybody's <laughs> struggling to find one. I mean, uh, 
two two obvious option is uh, Haaland, of course. Um, as as uh, Sankalp mentioned in the earlier, uh, you know, uh, uh, stream today, probably this week uh, you might want to experiment. But given the form he is in, given the damage that he could do, that's that's what is, uh, you know, putting me off. The only problem is I, I'm I'm ready to explore, but where are the alternate options? You know, that's that's the kind of if we look at differential options. The differential options so far hasn't worked, or at least the premium differential options, the go-to options that we had all along, that hasn't been working. You know, uh, on on the game week where Haaland scored a hat trick against United, I I saw a couple of uh, uh, folks have went with Madison, so that fetched a really good uh, you know set of his, uh, uh, points back. But do we see that kind of an option once again? That's the only question that I would ask myself. So if you are ready to gamble at that level, yes, why not? Madison is himself is another good option this week. Uh, if you ask me, against Crystal Palace at home, uh, the other option would be uh, you know uh, if if Metro comes back uh, from injury, probably Metro. I'm not I'm not too curious on going back to Salah. Uh, I'm, I'm somehow uh, I feel that there's a bit of uh, things that is happening. In the background, he was taken off early, and and things are all, all that is happening with Liverpool. I, I'm not really confident in going back to captaining Salah, so I would still bet and leave it at best with Haaland or try someone like Madison. So uh, I'll just give one scenario, right? Uh, something that we normally read or something that we normally see is whenever something exceptional happens, right? Our mind always goes to that, right? So what Haaland did against United was the exception, right? Just a week before, uh, Haaland was playing against Wolves at home, and uh, Kane was playing Leicester at home, right? And I went Kane for against Leicester rather than going for Haaland. Kane did not do much, you know. Son scored that hat trick. Kane did not do much, but Kane still still outscored Haaland by a single point. So I got two point difference, right? But I took that decision one week earlier, right? So. It is okay taking that decision. It's just that you need to know that when you can take those decisions, right? So, Haaland sure. is not going to give you hat trick every game week. That's for sure, right? Just think of which are the hat tricks, which are the game weeks where you feel his, you know, ceiling is two goals, and uh, you find someone who has a similar ceiling at least, right? So, this game week, I feel Kane looks good as a differential option if he's fit. If he's fit, I'm not saying Kane will score a hat trick. I, uh, you know, I see him someone as who is ticking along, who's scoring one goal and maybe giving one assist, right? Those kind of things. But I also don't think Haaland will score more than one goal. So I am looking at this week as a good time to assist. Uh, again, Madison remains a strong shout for this as well uh, because Crystal Palace keep on consistent conceding, you know, big chances. So I think. He will give us some returns there as well. It might not, you know, completely give you a very high differential with respect to Haaland, and that's the reason I'm a bit worried because I'll go there and I will get get something similar. I'm not looking at a very, you know, strong differential, but at the same time, if you're someone who's looking to punt or looking to, you know, gain ranks, this game week for me looks like a decent game week to try it out. I don't think you will lose out a lot. Okay, quick question, uh, Sankar. Since you brought Spurs into the discussion, would you do uh, hockey hockey from let's say Salah's son and back to Salah in game week twelve, or or at least Salah a, to son? I'll do a Salah to son, wait it out, and go to KDB. If you have the money there, I, I, I'm I more favor of going to KDB or even for Foden, right? If you feel that Foden continues the run, uh, you know, game week thirteen, just move to one of the city assists. I I'll not go back to Salah because that form is not there. You have a, you yourself have pointed out correctly that you know somewhere it's broken, right? Yeah. Uh, the system is broken. It is not helping Salah and him being uh, you know taken off by the seventieth minute just showed that Klopp is accepting it, right? And I'm sure Salah must be really, really pissed off because, you know, you don't see it happening in big games and, you know, Liverpool chasing a match, right, etc. Et right? So, makes sense uh, to move out of him. Sun is a decent point, uh, but eventually look to move to more consistent performers like someone like Ford and KDB. They, they seem, the guy, seem like the guys on form. Okay, so Sankar pretty much summed up the captaincy options here. I don't need to re-address it again. 
anywhere in terms of Salah to Son, if people are wondering what to do, maybe a decent shout and then move around with the transfers here and now, here and there, sorry. So, yeah, I think that brings us to the, definitely the end of this episode. And we have to finish up, wrap it up in one hour, that's what uh, <laughs> we are planning. So, yeah, I hope those who listened had a nice time. Um, do drop in your questions and all, we'll do answer them on social, social media, Twitter and Instagram. Do drop us a like, subscribe to our channel and drop us a rating on all the other platforms. Yeah, we will see you all next week. Uh, before game week 12 that's i think a tuesday night deadline so we'll try to do a deadline stream uh before game week 12 and we'll discuss on game week 12 how game week 11 goes up and look at the other transfers injuries and wildcard picks here and there so yeah that brings us to the end of the stream and yeah we'll see you all soon